Hello and welcome to Intrepid Heroes Spotlight. With me today is Ron Lundeen, who will talk about his character Scooch. So, Ron, can you describe your character a little bit for us, especially for people maybe who haven't followed all the podcast? Oh, sure, sure, sure. So, Scooch is my Yosoki operative, and I wanted to be a little bit sort of, you know, fun fun with the character. Um, I think that the the rat folk, the Yosoki, are totally play into that. It lets you have a little bit of a uh, um, sort of a silly personality and a little bit of a silly name. Um, I'm 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 confident that Scooch isn't actually the name that he was born with or grew up with. It's not actually like his legal name, but mm-hmm. it's just whatever he's called him. It's what it was on his, his his name was when he was in his former career on a show. So that's just what he goes by is Scooch. Um, operatives being the sort of characters that move around a lot. Um, I, I thought that a name like Scooch and moving by people would be uh, sort of fun. Um I was particularly drawn to Yosoki. I'm in a long-running, very fun um, fourth edition D&D game um, online. And I, I mean, we're, we're probably, I think we're 26th or 27th level. It's just literally wow, yeah. how powerful we are. <laughs> but one of the first magic items I got was a pair of acrobat boots, which lets you stand up from prone really fast. And that's been kind of weirdly enough the shtick of that character it's like oh he gets knocked mm-hmm. down but he, he's gonna be able to stand up as a minor action and do a whole bunch of other stuff and so when i saw that yosoki have that ability the moxie ability which lets them mm-hmm. stand up from prone as a swift action i'm like oh mm-hmm. that's a that's a power that i know is useful and <laughs> and, just, and feels like it's kind of a me power so mm-hmm. anyway so the yosoki operative is is what i went with as as far as a build goes and then the background that i wanted to make Particularly because I'm sort of as a as a person, um, beginning uh, at the beginning stages of a second career in my life. You know, I've been a lawyer for so long, and now I'm a game designer. I I wanted to do the same with Scooch, and so Scooch is a little older from Yosoki and has had a whole previous career, and the whole previous career is based on the uh, um, based on the uh, background that I picked for him, the, uh, the the media sensation, the icon background, mm-hmm. um, because I wanted to be somebody who had been sort of a, a star, but sort of a fringe star. And, you know, you got to hear stories of child actors or child actresses that, that sort of detest their fame when they were younger. Once they grow older, Scooch isn't that way, but Scooch mm-hmm. was on TV and was super popular and is now trying to get away from it and do something different. Um, but it should it pops up all the time on the uh, um, <laughs> on the podcast that he was on a popular show called Scooch Eats It, where he would go to, you know, crazy far-flung locations and near space in the vast and try, you know, experience local cultures and, and local delicacies or not so delicacies. And the fact that there were nine seasons of the show with at least 21 episodes each, plus <laughs> the specials. <laughs> so uh, they, right. Um, I did like, like a lot of sort of small, fast operatives. I did want to make sure that I had a, uh, um, really good dexterity and, mm-hmm. uh, really good wisdom. Um, those are both things that, that Yosoki play into, um, fast, fast characters that dish out a lot of damage. Like, I mean, dexterity seems a little obvious. It's a very important stat, mm-hmm. but fast characters that dish out a lot of damage are often at a real risk for losing control of their characters and you know they're the ones who get charmed or they're the ones who get mm-hmm. you know paralyzed or whatever and a good will save prevents against that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um from a from a strictly mechanical perspective right a good fortitude save will keep you 
from being debilitated. A good reflex save will keep you from taking damage, and a good will save will keep you from losing control of your character. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I made the the choice. I'm like, oh, a high wisdom is something that Yusoki already do a little bit well, and I want to lean into that. Um, I didn't crank both of those. I think I did 16, 16 dexterity, 16 wisdom, knowing that when I get to fifth level, I'll be able to put a boost into both of those. Right, right. So. And, and, and the type of operative that you made is one that uses wisdom kind of as, as part of its trick attack, right? That was right. I actually wanted to be, frankly, the kind of show that Scooch used to be on, I picked after I already picked the um, the operative specialization, mm-hmm. which I wanted to be the, the scout. And I think that the mm-hmm. scout is intended to be you're on the far-flung um, you know, you have far-flung reaches and you're an explorer and you're brave and you're kind of go it alone, but that's why I wanted to be um, on the uh, um, uh, on make that the TV show the sort of, you know, you go to strange right, places right, right, but right. not to explore, but to sort of eat stuff. Um, the fact that Yusoki have is their, they, I mean, they get a, their actual benefit is to intelligence, which is not harmful when you're playing a skill character, and their actual penalty is to strength, which again is not harmful mm-hmm. if you intend to be you know, a very dexterity, run around, shoot them up kind of character. So I focused on dexterity and wisdom. Um, and it's nice to have a little bit of intelligence. Um, <laughs> yes. Constitution, not so much. Charisma, not so much. Um, we've got we've got the talking to people and talking to people harshly very well covered right. in our group. <laughs> so diplomacy and intimidate weren't important skills. But I'm starting to find out that there kind of isn't any skill an operative can't be good at. So... Yeah, that's very few, especially at the higher levels. You get so many uh, additional skill points. Now you're not you're not pumping up your intelligence as much, so you might not get as many as what some other builds might, though. But you are you are getting more of the wisdom based ones, which typically are, is where the operatives have a little bit of challenge. So survival, which is the big one for you. Oh yeah, that's also- that's the one I used to make my trick attacks. So that's what I get the skill focus in. Mm-hmm. That's what I get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also sense motive is another one, you know, where that comes through. Uh, perception. And those are all ones that are really valuable, but they tend to be wisdom-based. And so a lot of characters, unless they're like a mystic or have some other reason for, for pumping up wisdom, might have a lower score than, than, than you do on those. Right, right. And even yeah. my mysticism, which is not something I put a lot of effort into, I'm kind of good mm-hmm. at just because I'm just wise, right? That's Right, right, right. Well, very good. And so, you know, kind of... Where do you see this character going? So we've just hit fifth level. And so what, what kind of changes did you see happening at fifth level? That's when oh, you first start getting yeah, into is, some cool oh, stuff. The, yeah, this is exciting. Fifth level, a fifth, fifth level for every character is big. I think the fifth level for operative is bigger than the fifth level for any other class. Because in addition to the boosts all the way along, um, being able to crank up my you know dexterity and... and uh, uh, wisdom intelligence and i think i'm gonna go with constitution mm-hmm. the, the not very good charisma is sort of typical i guess mm-hmm. of, of scooch at this point um but operatives trick attack bonus dice goes from mm-hmm. 1d8 to 3d8 so it goes from right. an right. average of four and a half to an average of 13 so that that is mm-hmm. a nine point boost to damage in the span of just one level mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um which is the biggest damage jump that anybody that gets bonus damage, which includes Solarians, which includes uh, uh, operatives, um, mm-hmm. gets on their their extra damage. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the designers have been 
very careful to not have a specific, not not have operatives have access to super high damage weapons. And the idea mm-hmm. is, well, they get operatives get access to low damage weapons because they get so much of a big boost from trick attacking people. But but there are but there are still some that are pretty good, right? You know, damage mm-hmm. damaged ice D eight weapons that are pistols. So um, that actually can be. It's as satisfying as it was when I was fourth level to be rolling 2d8 <laughs> every time I successfully trick attack somebody. Right. It's going to be even better to be rolling 4d8 when I'm right, uh, right, right. trick attacking people. Um, I also wanted to make sure one of the things that we got when we get uh, went up a level is a feat. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike some of the classes that I think really are starred for specific feats they need to be effective, uh, I don't feel like operatives are so much that way. The feat I took at first level was improved initiative to be able to go very fast. Hmm. But after that, I, I feel like I can kind of just sort of goof off with my feats. And mm-hmm. so when we found that little squawks, I took the, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the creature companion yeah. uh, adept feat. And that lets me sort of control my squawks, not particularly well, but mm-hmm. that's just the beginning of a long feat chain. So when I got to fifth mm-hmm. level, I took the second in that feat chain creature companion expert, um, which lets me be a little more effective with my squawks. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the squawks, truth be told, isn't very good, <laughs> and that's and that's just fine. The advantage that a squawks has is that it can fiddle with uh, people, so it can disarm and stuff a little bit mm-hmm. easier because it uses its best skill for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe trying to take people's guns away or otherwise throw people off, or maybe even sort of lose lose an attack uh, is all fine. I've 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 long played the kinds of druids that don't get particularly attached to an animal companion. So mm-hmm. if something happens to the animal companion, it's like, oh well, I still have the class feature, right? I get another animal after a week or a day or whatever the rule mm-hmm. is for the particular game system. Um, the same with the creature companion, right? If something happens to the little squawks, well, that's too bad. But there are other creatures out there, right? And I still get, and, I'll, and I'll be pestering you with some other creature that we find, right? Um, yeah. And the uh, there is the the feat is presented in Alien Archive Three, I think, and it's got mm-hmm. several examples of creatures that you can take mm-hmm. um, that kind of get better as you get higher level. And Squawks mm-hmm. isn't one of those, so Squawks right. they right. just don't they just don't get any better. So at some point, it's going to be pretty dramatically dangerous for my poor little Squawks to be in combat. But mm-hmm. I will I will mourn him. And and maybe <laughs> and trade maybe, up. You're gonna trade <laughs> up. I'm gonna trade up. Oh, mourn him and maybe eat him and then move on. So, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh man, that's cold. That's just cold. <laughs> okay, I, I hope I hope the squawks doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> oh man, I better get away now. <laughs> I don't. You know, I do. So we we go. We go through a lot of fire damage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so okay. just stand over there by that solar flare. <laughs> not, not too close. And then turn yeah. around and cook off sides <laughs> evenly, if you want. Oh, man. That's that's bad. Uh, I, I We could get in trouble with, with Peter or something here. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what are your kids going to think about this? I don't. I don't know that they're going to know. Um, I do have. Uh, um, it's funny that you mention that. My we have a ton of pets around here, and my kids. My kids mm-hmm. love animals. My oldest, in particular, 
Uh, my 11 year old loves animals. She's joined up with a friend of hers and just this Sunday, we're going to go down and pick up a lamb that she's going to raise for slaughter. Oh, and, and that's going to be great for her. It's going to be hard for her, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think she really leans towards sort of animal work and that may be what she does mm-hmm. with her life, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. knowing sort of animal husbandry and knowing that this is, you know, that there there are some animals that you get and this is their purpose and that's what we we try to lead them to that well is just mm-hmm. is just good education for her. So. She's willing to do it. We've talked about what it actually means, and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so I, so it's not just scooch, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. okay. Too much information now. Too much. <laughs> now uh, we actually we we had some friends that were Amish. Um, so actually, there were my mother in law. They had a farm in upstate New York, and there was an Amish family there. And every child in the family they had eleven kids. All had a job. And the youngest were, the job was to raise the lambs for eventual slaughter. Oh, and, okay. Uh, yeah, so it's like, but for them, it was a very natural cycle. And, and I always thought, man, that's got to be pretty tough. You know, and it's like, well, you just don't get that attached to them. They're, they're not a pet at that point. Right. They're, you know they're, I mean, they're, it's a job, yeah. right? It's right. not a pet, it's a job. And that's the thing that mm-hmm. I think is going to be good. My, yeah. my dad grew up on a farm, and I remember when mm-hmm. I was younger, even even though we lived, you know, we grew up in suburbia and we had a dog, right? I remember mm-hmm. him like expressing some desire that I mean, the dogs have to be useful, right? That's what you, that's right. what you put a dog for. They are a helper and a tool on the farm, mm-hmm. and it was not till years that he started to think of our dogs as as a pet <laughs> because that's not how yeah. he grew up. He grew up that animals yeah. have a use, right? Right. So. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, um, kind of, where do you see the end game for Scooch? Where where do you want him to end up by the time we're we're done here with this adventure path. Well, I don't, I I don't um, intend to do anything other than operative with him. I think that mm-hmm. a sort of dedicated operative build um, all the way up to, and I I don't I don't know for sure. My assumption is that this will end us about eleventh, um, twelfth, or so, thirteenth or so level. Like we should be thirteenth at the end of the last book, so we're ready for that next series that uh, Jenny's doing. So you know, oh yeah, to uh, to be able to take <laughs> off from there. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they have. Uh, that's gone up on the website, the Devastation mm-hmm. Arc. Right. Um, and the first two volumes um, are already announced on the website. Jenny Jerzabski's writing the first one, and Eleanor right. Farron's writing the second one. Oh, Eleanor's uh, doing that. I didn't know Ellen, that. That's yeah, cool. Eleanor's yeah. doing the second one. They have not yet announced who's doing the third one, but it's an incredibly talented and handsome fellow, and we'll know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll know before too long. Okay. Um, but yeah, but going. But my plan is, in fact, to go um, okay. straight operative through. I've taken a look, actually, at quite a lot of the different archetypes. And there, a lot mm-hmm. of the books that come out and have different archetypes in them. Many of them, the higher level you get, the more you're closed off from because you, mm-hmm. you've, you've missed the opportunity to take them at a lower level. Right. And I don't, and I don't, you know, there, there, hasn't any, any, there haven't been any that really speak to me anyway. And I think going, going just straight through as an operative is actually really appealing. I've never played an operative before, Scooch. So... Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, the only characters I've played have been a, uh, um, a technomancer and an envoy. An envoy way mm-hmm. way more than uh, than an operative. It's nice to have somebody who's consistently great in combat. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know, I guess, the only downside about being a being in a campaign that goes up to only thirteenth is that operatives get some awesome fourteenth level exploits. Right. Right. Uh, right. 
Um, but yeah, but there's a lot of th- kind of cool, fun stuff and, you know, making, you know, bunches of different attacks and things like that. I think that mm-hmm. the terrifying amount of damage is that an operative can do is something that I'm actually really looking forward to. <laughs> Compared to the envoy you had for the last AP. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which was all about trying to pull every trick I could. To, okay, now I can use long arms and how do I get yeah. weapon specialization with the long arms to just to try to make my damage mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. terrible, right? Mm-hmm. Especially because the higher level you get, envoy abilities tend to be quick, right? They tend to be swift, right. swifter move action. So you've got an attack. You, you mm-hmm. want to make it count. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, well, I think, well, you know, I I played the operative in, in the last AP, and actually in organized play, I, I have a high-level operative, and I do appreciate them quite a bit. I think uh, I think it'll be fun, though, to see what they're like at the higher levels, you know, 13 and above, so I'm kind of looking forward to that change as well. So. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I know I'm going to end up skipping a few levels just because I'm going to leave... We're going to swap. I don't know if you right. told your listeners that, but when we get mm-hmm. to the the volume that I wrote in Dead Sons, I'm going to run it, take a break from Scooch. Uh, and Dawn of Flame, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and Dawn of Flame, that's right. And then mm-hmm. uh, and then join back in. So there's going to be a couple mm-hmm. levels in there where I'm not playing it. He'll just come back tougher, you know, having right. been off on his right. own adventures or whatever. But Yeah, he'll he'll have uh, maybe done a couple s- s- special seasons because <laughs> of all the notoriety he's gotten on the sun, right? That's right. The, 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 you know, the old, you know, reunion episode. So yeah, no, no. I think that'll be. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Um, Yeah. Well, so Ron, thanks uh, for your insights there. Appreciate it. And um, you know, we'll probably look to do this maybe, maybe once a month or so, just to kind of check in to see uh, what's going on with Scooch. Perfect. Perfect. We'll keep on, you know, rotating through and get to hear what everybody has to say. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Thanks so much, John.